0: The Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio
1: and Podcast on Steelers.com.
0: There are some new developments surrounding Steven Nelson. The air has been cleared by the former Steelers defensive back. He reached out to our buddy here on the Steelers Podcasting Network, Dale Lawley, to give him the scoop of his side of what happened between him and the Steelers. It really came down to the fact that there was never a discussion between the Pittsburgh Steelers and Steven Nelson about a restructure or even a pay cut. Nelson told Dale he was never even given the opportunity to take a pay cut. It was either a trade or get released. Of course, we know how it turned out. He ended up getting released by the Pittsburgh Steelers a couple of weeks ago. But it's a little upsetting to hear that there was not even – talk between the two sides about a restructuring of the deal or a pay cut because based on Stephen Nelson's uh, willingness to reach out to Dale and tell his side of the story, I think that kind of hints to me that Nelson would have been willing to take a pay yep. cut or a restructuring if the Steelers had initiated those conversations. A player's never going to initiate a pay cut for himself. I mean, <laughs> sure, that conversation's right. got to be initiated from the team from the first, team, but yeah. Look, if he wasn't gonna take a pay cut, I don't think he reaches out to Dale and gets his side of the story out there. I think he does this because he wants to let the people of Pittsburgh know and the Steelers fans know that, you know,
2: he wanted to be He's here.
0: not too upset that he's moving on, but it wasn't in his plan. And right. if they would have come to him, he didn't say that he would have taken a pay cut, but the fact that he's saying they never did this. They never asked me for a restructure or, or to take less money hints to me that he would have been willing to do that at least talk restructure if the Steelers
1: would have right and and I think to me that you know I I think maybe some then some people were obviously wrong you know my assumption was that the Steelers went to uh went to Nelson and said hey we we want to re-sign Juju we have to restructure and Nelson told them no that obviously isn't the case um so, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's just surprising. And I think that that's
0: the obvious, you know, assumption that a lot of people reach. Right. So that's another reason why Nelson probably felt sure he that needs to he get he wanted the real to... side out, or his side of yeah. the story out there.
1: And I mean, not that, you know, that necessarily means for sure that he is telling 100% the truth, but, you know, it's his side of the story. Um, you know, it's just surprising that, you know, you don't even, if you're the Steelers, um, you don't even try to have him restructure. You don't even give him the chance to. It's just either we're you know find yourself a trade or we're going to cut you um which is nuts i mean he's 28 years old and he's probably the best corner on that team and that's the the route you go that's what you have steven nelson do is either hey either seek yourself a trade or we're going to cut you what are you doing you know what i mean like i know that's not exactly where we're going i know we're reacting to the news but like when i saw you know dale's article on dk like i was just dumbfounded like I was like how do you get to this point if you're the Pittsburgh Steelers like because let's be honest here you know weeks before this news happened there was zero talk about the possibility right. of losing Steven yeah. Nelson none nobody he even, was a, like
2: he was a lock to be back yeah, in I mean
1: nobody was talking about the possibility of Steven Nelson right. leaving and then a week later you're not even gonna ask him to restructure you're not even gonna ask him to take a pay cut what is going on
2: yeah, it's, it's questionable, Kellen, and, and that falls right in line with the rest of the moves that the Steelers have made in this offseason, right, because this is the guy that, as you said, is the best option the Steelers had at cornerback, and that's nothing against Joe Hayden, who's had a, somewhat of a career resurgence in Pittsburgh once he left Cleveland. It's just, it's factual. Steve Nelson has had a great tenure while in Pittsburgh, and it was a good signing when he was brought in from Kansas City, but it's... I think it's fair to say he's exceeded all expectations from when he was brought in. And he's been one of the better free agent signings the Steelers have made in the past couple of years. But it's just another question mark on that looms over this offseason for this team. How do you say to a guy like Steve Nelson, who is one of the backbones of your secondary, to say, we're not interested in giving you, we're not even interested in, in having a conversation about it. We'd rather have a conversation with a guy like Juju, who we don't necessarily need. We have three other guys at that position that we're comfortable with, but I guess their priority lied with Juju. And as you said, Kellen, I was equally dumbfounded when I read that article by Dale because h- how do you not even give the guy a chance? There was just no opportunity whatsoever. How is that even possible?
0: Well, Kellen, like you said, it could be unclear whether or not Steve Nelson is actually ch- telling the whole truth right. here. Right, he might not be. His side. Uh, I think one thing that, needs to be stated is it's certainly unclear whether or not he would have accepted less than the eight right, sure. million dollars that he was supposed to make for the Steelers this season uh it can be implied and he has every right to ha- kind of insinuate it with his comments to Dale um you know saying that he was never even approached and he looked for maybe an extension that would have recognized him outperforming his contract that he had while it also created some cap space for the Steelers so I mean he was kind of tiptoeing around saying yeah I would have taken the pay cut or restructuring or whatever but it's also fair for us to say that it's not a done deal he didn't come out and flat out say I would have taken a pay cut if the Steelers would have offered me the contract but they did not offer him anything the tweet that he had a couple weeks ago right before they got released of him saying he doesn't want to be held hostage mm-hmm. just to let him go already kind of makes a lot more sense now and no, sure. you realize there was no open communication between the steelers about pay cuts or restructurings and steve nelson you know back then when you think maybe they had talked a little bit or there was tires kicked by the steelers front office Him saying that was a little crappy, you know, just, look, we're trying to figure out something here, and we offered you a chance to go out and seek a trade so you can go to a team that you want to go to. It's not like we're just going to dump you at some bummy team uh, for draft picks. So you thought then there was some mutual, you know, decisions being made between the two sides, but now apparently there was just no communication and it's funny, you hear Mike Tomlin say all the time, we can't do this with hostages, we need volunteers. Mm-hmm. Well, it looks like Steven Nelson wasn't even given the chance to, to volunteer, volunteer this yeah. year for the 2021 season. So that's just poor roster mismanagement. It is, right. And, you know, I hate to say it about a front office that has got a lot more W's in their column than they do L's in the Pittsburgh Steelers, but this certainly, I think, sits in the L column yeah. for them.
1: Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's just frustrating. And it's you bad know. optics, too. It huh? is. I mean, for, for a player to come out... And he didn't have to come out and say this stuff either. You know what I mean? Like he would have gotten signed. He would have played somewhere regardless of this coming out or not. Yeah, and I think a lot of people are
0: saying that he was getting a lot from Steelers fans on social media. Right. Uh, And we know how a certain section of the Steelers fan base can be just disgusting on social media when it comes to these players. These are people too. People seem to forget that. But, yeah, apparently he was just getting a lot of vitriol on social media from that group of fan bases. And, you know, maybe they should be aiming their vitriol at the front office and not at Steve Nelson. Yeah, and mm-hmm. that's probably what he was thinking a lot. And that's what forced him to finally, you know, give Lolly a call and yeah. say, man, do you have, like, a couple right. minutes? I got some stuff I need to get off my chest. Right.
1: And, I mean, it's it's kind of him clearing his name. Not that he needed to clear his name. Yeah, or, to commit a you know, crime or anything. Right. But yeah. but, yeah, I mean, it's kind of what it feels like that he wanted to get his side of this story out, that he wanted to say, look— you know, and who knows if he would have taken the, the pay cut. I mean, you can't say that he was going to or he was or whatever. But, I mean, at least give him the chance to take a pay cut, right? Like, what's the worst that happens if you ask him to take a pay cut and he says no? Well, you're still going to release him or, or trade him or, you know, where you're at now. So you might as well have just asked, right? You might as well have given him the opportunity, but you didn't even do that. You know, in, 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 um, you know, at the end of Dale's article, um, you know, uh, Sutton – or not Sutton, excuse me. Um, Nelson. Nelson said that, you know, this is simply a cap casualty situation. It just blows my mind that you have a 28-year-old coroner who's the best corner on your roster. Right. And he's a cap casualty. By Th- the way – That doesn't make sense.
0: Just went to his Twitter to see if he had tweeted anything recently, Steve Nelson. Yeah. His tweets are now protected. So that can mm. tell you how much he was probably getting from people on social media. I'm sure I'm right. And Making it, not, himself private yeah. now
2: Doesn't yeah. happen much for
0: pro athletes.
2: No, but it happens a lot for Steelers players who Feel the wrath of some people who were just I say Steelers players.
0: Yeah. yeah people who have left the team maybe under
2: Unceremonious circumstances
0: right. at least what people thought before the air was cleared by Steven Nelson but another thing he said in that uh, piece with Dale when he was talking to him was You know, I'm better than Cam. No offense to Cam, but I'm better than Cam. He is. Uh, And he's the best corner on the team. I think it's interesting that he mentioned Cam's name, Cam Sutton, of course. Uh, The guy presumed to come in and replace most of his snaps now for the Steelers. uh, And the guy that the Steelers gave a new contract to in that that defensive backfield. Um, Although he did go on to say after naming Cam that he was the best corner on the team. I do find it interesting that he didn't name names when it came to that other corner, who's probably number two on the team, yeah. Joe Hayden. Probably a little bit of a respect thing there. Sure. Joe Hayden's a veteran, pro bowler, uh, had a better career than Steven Nelson, despite the fact that Nelson is probably better at this point in their careers. So maybe a little respect there where you don't want to name that guy's name. But man, he was sure not shy about naming Cam Sutton's name when it came to these things. and And he did say no offense to Cam, but... You know, it it has to sting a little bit that the Steelers sign Cam Sutton to a new contract. Granted, it's money that Steve Nelson wouldn't have taken if the Steelers offered him those same terms. But I can see how he sits there thinking, I was under contract for 2021 no matter what. Like, you didn't even have to re-sign me, restructure me, do anything. You go out and you re-sign Cam Sutton. Mm -hmm. uh, You let Mike Hilton walk, whatever. But then you get rid of me? And Mm -hmm. you make it seem in my mind like you think Cam Sutton is better than me if you go out and you re-sign him and then get me off of a roster that I was already slated to be on in 2021. So I could see the frustration there, and I can kind of see why he would name Cam in in his statement.
1: Right. No, I mean, I get it. And and look, I know he said there's no offense, but it is a little bit of a knock. It is offensive. On Cam. I mean, absolutely. I mean, he feels like... You know, that the Steelers, may you know, maybe promised Cam something that was referenced in the article that Dale did and, you know, came at the expense of, of Steve Nelson. But, I mean, I understand where he's coming from. Like, I understand his frustration because he believes that he's better than Cam Sutton. And, you know, he didn't name Joe Hayden's name, but he also said that, you know, he's better than Joe Hayden, which I think all three of us could be listened to that you know we we all at least you know we don't think that's crazy by any no, stretch you right? don't
2: need to twist our arm to get
1: us to believe right that. I think that's probably a fact at this point I think he is better than Joe Hayden and he's definitely better than Cam Sutton that's not a knock you know for me that's not a knock on Cam but I, I think that's the truth and I think you know like he said he's I think the biggest part about this is is that Nelson was taken aback by this I think yeah. that he was really surprised and a little bit shocked that This is where it came to, and it just kind of – it was either, all right, you're going to be traded or you're going to be released, and there wasn't even a conversation. I think that is the thing that he's the most surprised about. Sure. Why else would you come out and and, and track down Dale and and talk about this? You know what I mean? Like, it, it, again, I'm sure he's trying to clear his name and trying to get his story out there, but at the same time, like why would he care if he's better than, than Cam Sutton or or, or Joe Hayden at this right. point? Because it's not, he's going to be signed by somewhere. He's going right. to play somewhere this for year. Sure. There's no doubt about it. He's probably going to start somewhere too. But I mean, when you look at it, you know, it's just interesting, man, like this, like reading over this article for, you know, a handful of times now, since we've talked about this, like it just, it rubs me the wrong way too. Like, and I'm sure it's definitely rubbed Stephen Nelson the wrong way, but it's really rubbing me the wrong way. Like, Again, he's your best corner in the prime of his career. And that's not saying that he's, you know, Deion Sanders or anything like that, but he's in the prime of his career. He's the best corner on your team and he's a cap casualty. You know, it's just nuts. Yeah. And I don't think, again, returning to
2: the Cam Sutton conversation, it's really nothing personal against Cam. I think if the roles were reversed, if Mike Hilton was brought back and Cam Sutton was let go, he would have said Mike Hilton. He would have yeah. said Mike Hilton. So it's nothing personally vindictive against Cam Sutton. It's just he believes and we all agree with him that Steve Nelson is the best quarterback on this team. And it was Joe Hayden because I guess Joe Hayden was the only guy among that unit to be a guaranteed lock, even though we thought it was also Steve Nelson, uh, to return for 2021. And when the news came out initially, uh, this was before that it was a guaranteed thing that Steve Nelson wouldn't be returning, but when the initial reports came out that Steve Nelson was moving on, Joe, it was Joe Hayden who went to Twitter and said, "This is my brother. This is the guy that you know has led this team with me for the past two or three years now," and he was he was visibly upset. Now you don't know what happens behind closed doors, but I would like to think that everyone on that secondary unit, I mean, especially the cornerbacks, got along and it seemed that way. But yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with what Steve Nelson said because. As you, as you said, Kellen, I mean, I'm sure he was shocked. I mean, just like the rest of us, because there was no reason for him not to return. I mean, he was locked in to come back. There was no need to restructure. There was no difficulty. There was no gray area surrounding his contract, but he was just told it's not going to happen, and I mean, any of us would be frustrated if we were told that.
0: No, I, absolutely. I mean, I can totally see where the frustration is coming from and where the, the need is felt to get out there and have your side of the story shared, and you know, that's why there are members of the media and that's why you form connections with media members that Steven Nelson did with Dale Olley in his time here. You you feel comfortable with these guys and you can use them as kind of mouthpieces sure. to, you know, get the story straight. Because in today's modern day and age, things are just going to go crazy as far as rumor mills are concerned. That's just the nature of the Internet, uh, you know, where one rumor might have spread slowly back in the early 2000s now that one rumor could catch like absolute wildfire right. just because of social media so i totally get the frustration coming from steven nelson's side of things um looking back though at the steelers side of things and kind of the roster mismanagement that we were talking about here It is a bad look. Uh, There's no two ways you can put it when you look at the Steelers' situation. Again, I don't want to say that Nelson would for sure take a pay cut, but it's definitely implied that he would have been open to those conversations. And you have to at least have those conversations. You have to at least, you know, maybe in the Steelers' mind, they're thinking to themselves – there's no way Nelson's going to take a pay cut. He outperformed mm-hmm. his contract. He's going to want even more money, let alone taking a drop in salary for this next season. And they just decided to make a decision without even having some open communication. Yeah. And that's mismanagement. You have to at least kick the tires. You have to at least give him a phone call. Call him in your office. If you bring it up and he laughs in your face and gets insulted, then you know where you stand with the guy and you can cut him the next day or you can look to trade him. But you might be pleasantly surprised if you wait come into the office and say, hey, we like you. We'd like to extend you. But we don't have the money in the cards right now, Steve. Do you think we could maybe do a couple voidable years at the end of a contract extension? And we'll get you paid the same amount over time, but we're going to need you to take a couple million dollars less this year. Yeah. You might have been surprised when Steve Nelson said, bet, I'm taking that, yeah. and I'll come back and I'll play in the secondary again. And that definitely seems like it was possible. Sure. But the Steelers never even gave that a chance to happen. Right. And that's the problem. You have to at least give yourself a chance for things like that to happen.
1: Right, you do. I mean, it, like you said, the worst that happens is where you're at right now. He you says know what no. I mean? Yeah. The right. worst is I'm not restructuring. And then you honestly
0: say, well, we have to move on then.
1: And then that's and then at least you try. You know what I mean? At and least he shouldn't have any hard feelings. No, him, right? at that yeah. point, right. But there should, you know, I understand the hard feelings because there was no communication. There was no chance for Steve Nelson to um, you know to, to maybe take a pay cut or to come back or whatever you know it, it again and I don't mean to bring that narrative up that that somehow the juju stuff and and, and this is linked but now it's even more head scratching you know what I mean now it makes you think that it was even more linked because there was no communication there was no chance for Steve Nelson to really come back. And, you know, we, we wondered if that the two stories, the two, you know, the, the Juju and the Steve Nelson stuff was linked. Aligned, now yeah. I think it, it it aligns even more. Yeah, I mean, it was a lot of people saying, you know— Dale, Cabal, all the
0: writers were saying that this was not a linked thing. The fact that they cut Stephen Nelson and then around the same day it pops up that the uh, hour. Juju Smith-Schuster gets signed right. to the same amount of money that was due to Stephen Nelson. And I
1: know they voided it. you know, Right, but, and yeah. I
0: get that maybe right now in the moment that wasn't an eye for an eye kind of move. Mm-hmm. But every single action you take against the cap has an equal and opposite reaction, right, whether sure. that's this year, down the Next road, year, a couple whatever. years. So it's hard for me to believe that although they might have been able to keep sign Juju to that contract and keep Steve Nelson this year under the same term, uh, so it's not exactly like they cut him just to sign Juju, I do think that they looked down the road and they said, okay, the money that we're going to use to Juju here, we could save it next year two years from now if we move on from Steve Nelson because he's making the same amount that we're going to pay Juju this year. So they just did a little swap, I think, and put – Instead of having two guys that are making $8 million this year, moving on into 2022, one Juju that's going to be Mm a free agent again, and Steve Nelson, whose contract is coming towards the end as well. Now you only got one that you have to worry about making $8 million. So I do think there's a connection between these two moves somehow. It might not be right on the surface, and it might not be obvious, but there's some reason and reaction why Juju gets signed, and then an hour later, Steve Nelson gets dropped. Right, uh, there has to be. I, I mean, or I think Nelson got dropped first. Whatever it came out. Right, us, but, but still, you but, get the point.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's it's in some way, shape, or form. I think that these are linked in some way. I'm not saying that the Steelers went into it saying, "Oh, well, we got to bring Juju back. Who's the easiest yeah, guy right. to cut? It's Nelson." Yeah, I don't think it's necessarily that. But uh, you know, beings that there wasn't much communication between the Steelers and Nelson and. And beings that we all believe that, and a lot of people believe, he's the best corner on the roster. Um, And, and, I mean, again, we know that the Steelers kind of saw him as a declining player. None of us really see that. I don't know Um, where that
2: narrative came from. I don't either,
1: because I don't think he's declining. I think he's the best corner on the roster. I think Joe Hayden is declining. Was, yeah. Now Joe Hayden's the best corner. Right. He is declining. Yeah, and he is declining. So you
0: took a corner that is in his prime, probably not ascending anymore, but he's at the top of his game, and Mm -hmm. you got rid of him and now your number 1 corner is a guy who's definitely on his descension. Right, and
1: that doesn't mean that he's going to fall off a cliff this year, but that's possible he could fall off a cliff this year. Um, You know, I think he took a step back last year too, did Hayden, but it's just a a murky situation. And again, you know, we could be saying this in in, in two weeks it comes out that none of that was true, that Steve Nelson, you know what I mean, that he lied about it to make himself sound better and seem better, and that's a possibility. We understand that. But again, it's just – a lot of this doesn't add up to me a lot of this doesn't make a whole lot of sense and now seeing that nelson has come out and said that you know this is a cap casualty situation you know i, I know there's cap casualties every year and there's some guys that probably shouldn't be cap casualties every single year but it's moves the team has to make i get that but this one again I, it just rubs me the wrong way i, I just can't I, I can't get that out of my head I think
2: it rubs us the wrong way. Equally so between the fact that it was Nelson who got who became the cap casualty rather than Juju, and as we stated early on, right, in and this Juju episode, didn't even
0: need to be a cap casualty no.
2: because he was just able to walk on his own right. anyway. Right.
0: So that it, you you
2: create a cap casualty
0: where you probably didn't need to.
2: Right. And but I was trying to say equally too, it's just the Steelers don't make these kind of moves where you're you're left questioning them. You know. <laughs> You, the front, the front office, and Kevin Colbert are usually the the people who approach these things with the most suave and the most formidable, you know, background on 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 the situation, and they handle it professionally. The Steelers
0: and... don't usually fix all their question marks through the market or re-signing, mm-hmm. but they usually don't create more question right.
2: marks. Right. Exactly. They did here. Exactly. Which is why this is so frustrating for us to to deal with. And now and now with. Steve Nelson's conversation with Dale, it just it kind of gets you to see just a little bit of a different side. I mean, we we knew most of the information, but now seeing it from his perspective, it's it's sad to see, you know, the actual man's thought process during the whole thing.
0: And they without a doubt created a question mark in that yeah. defensive backfield. Now you have to have Cam Sutton step up and then of course whenever you go nickel and Cam Sutton gets bumped to the inside, you need a Justin Lane or you need a Jason Pierre. Or, yeah, Pierre to step, James Pierre, excuse me, to step up. Um, And that's just a big problem. You you have to have a Lane or a Pierre be the guy that has to come in in the nickel and play on the outside. Uh, Teams that have two great wide receivers, they're going to be licking their chops whenever the Steelers go nickel, and that's the case. They might even be licking their chops when the Steelers are just in their regular package, and it's Sutton or Joe Hayden that they have to go up against Question mark in the secondary, but a team is going to go out and they're going to sign Steven Nelson. It hasn't happened yet. Nelson did say that he's got interest from around 10 to 15 teams. The draft is coming up in a couple of weeks. I think what you might see here with Nelson teams will go through the draft, they'll try to get defensive backs if they can. Guys that are on their board, if they like them where they're picking, they'll pick them. They'll, they'll try to solve their problem with a rookie who's going to be cheaper. But once that draft ends, there's going to be a couple teams that need starting cornerbacks that didn't get them in the draft just based on how the cards fell, players that were available when they picked, other players that may have fallen to them that jumped up their needs instead of the defensive back. And that's where I think a guy like Steven Nelson is going to be probably one of, if not the most popular free agent on the market post-draft. I, I think that... He'll shoot right up to team's number one priority. And I see him not lasting very much longer than a week once the draft is concluded. Mm -hmm. uh, Nelson's free agency.
1: Yeah, I hear you. And I mean, he's going to play somewhere and he's probably going to start somewhere. He's going to start somewhere. Yeah. uh, I mean, that. And I think that's the thing that's frustrating too is that he could probably walk into maybe, you know, 15, 20 teams in the league and start right away. That's the most frustrating thing. And you let him walk. Um, and we not even walk. He becomes a cap casualty and you don't even have a conversation with him. I think that's probably the most frustrating thing is that he's going to walk into probably two thirds of the league and start, you know, that that's frustrating and you just let him walk. And again, we get why they did it cheaper, younger. I, I get that aspect of it. But then again, you know, Joe Hayden might retire this year. And then you're really in a, a tough spot at cornerback. Oh my Gosh, I yeah. don't even
2: want to imagine what the locker room would look like in the cornerback position without Joe Hayden, without Mike Hilton, and without Steve Nelson. Well, just
0: think about if Joe Hayden goes down this year. Then right. you've got Sutton and Lane starting and what do you do when you go nickel? You got Sutton bumped into the inside and then all of a sudden you have Lane and Pierre as your two outside corners. I mean, your rays are thin at that position. You're
2: entering you're entering Mike Mitchell, Sean Davis already burns territory with that lineup. And of
0: course, This is all predicated on them not picking a defensive back in the draft. Which they probably will. There's so many more needs that are pressing that that defensive back probably won't come until maybe the fourth round. And Steelers don't start rookies even if they're in the first round uh, as a given. So it's certainly far-fetched to believe that a fourth-round pick a defensive back will jump above Lane and Pierre and become the guy that takes the outside when Sutton gets bumped inside on the nickel packages. So... It's certainly razor thin at that position. Uh, The best free agent on the market right now to go out and sign is Steve Nelson. So you know that they're not going to go do that. Other guys are still floating out there like Richard Sherman. But again, if you didn't bring back Steven Nelson, it would be more roster mismanagement to go sign a guy like Richard Sherman for one year deal because you're getting an older, worse player at this point in their careers uh and of course he would be cheaper and he would only be on that one year deal so that would be the only positive probably being attractive to them but you 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 let go of the guy that all of a sudden became the top dog at that position in the free agency class that's never a good thing when you let someone walk and they shoot right up to the top of the board
1: right i mean that's again like i keep saying that's it's super frustrating and you know, you you wonder what this what the Steelers team would look like with uh, with Nelson and how much better they would be, um, uh, and and what they're going to look like without him. And you know, who knows? Maybe maybe Cam Sutton is great. And again, it's not a knock on Cam Sutton because no. I think he has potential. I think he can play at this level. We've but, seen
2: flashes. I yeah, mean, we, we've seen promising play from him. But it's not.
1: He's not. He he's not Steve Nelson. No. He's not as proven, obviously, yeah. and he, he he's not in his prime. I think Sutton is still ascending a little bit, but you know, it's just it's a tough situation. If and, you
0: if you know. could give the players true serum on that team yeah. on that defense, majority of them are probably like, say. "What the hell is going on? Yeah. Why yeah, did we get rid of Steve?" That. I mean, yeah. I'm sure you give them true serum when you get rid of a guy like Vince Williams. They say that, say that really same. stinks, yeah. but they could probably see you know the forest through the trees on that cutting. Steve Nelson, they probably are looking left, right, up, down, trying to make sense of it, and they just they have can't, no clue yeah. why they did this. So it would have been an interesting to exercise to see what those guys really think deep down. But that's going to do it for this episode of Steelers Standard. I like this free agency talk. I like these Steelers floating out there in the open market. So when we return on our next episode of Steelers Standard, we're going to talk about Big Al. We're going to talk about James Conner. Two higher-profile guys that the Steelers are not resigning, but other teams aren't signing either. Very curious that they're still floating around the free agency market, and we'll look at some other guys that fit that mold as well. Thank you, as always, for listening to us, whether it be via the podcast at Steelers.com. You can download and subscribe to Steelers Standard on Apple or Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Or if you're listening to us on the radio side on Steelers Nation Radio. We always appreciate that as well. Always a lot of fun talking to you peeps. For Jacob Recht and Kellen Gursky, I'm Tom Opperman, and we will talk to you on our next episode.